Welcome back to Have a Cuppa Unmasked, a podcast dedicated to beating the stigma of invisible illnesses. This podcast is designed to raise awareness of invisible illnesses, but also bring comfort to those people like myself who have an invisible illness, from mental health all the way through to chronic conditions. But we can't do it alone. So please do share this with your friends and family to help us beat the stigma together. But for now, grab a cuppa, sit back and enjoy the latest episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode and we're going to dive straight on in to Ben McCauley. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, good thanks Helena, nice to talk to you. Good. Thanks for having me. No worries, no worries. Now we, we've uh, we've been chatting away for a little while now, haven't we? Kind of off record about lots of different things but we won't go into that, we won't go into that. So um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, hello everyone, I'm Ben McCauley. I'm a full-time voice actor. Um, and back in 2008, around 2008, I was diagnosed with vestibular migraine, um, which has had a pretty profound uh, effect on my life. So that sounds like a very complicated word, but is, um, and I could be being really naive here, is that um, just a, a another word, a fancy name for a chronic migraine, or? No, it's, so it's, it's a completely different form of migraine and, and it'll sound weird, but generally I don't get a headache, a classic oh. migraine headache. I have, but that's a, I have had classic migraines as well. Yes. But the vestibular migraine literally affects my uh, whole balance system, my whole vestibular system. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, it's a whole, I always liken it to if you, you know, if you go on the waltz or something, a spinning ride at a, mm. a theme park and you get off and the world is still moving. It's like that. And it's awful. It's horrible. It's um, it's draining. It, it drains your energy. I said to a doctor once, I said, look, I'm so tired. And they said, yeah, because your brain is permanently trying to assess what level you're at, where you're standing and, and your eyes are working over time. So, so do you um, have chronic fatigue as well then? Is that kind of like a, a I, yeah, side I, thing of it? or I think maybe not chronic fatigue, but certainly tiredness um, and strain and stress is, is a big aspect. Yeah. yeah. So going back to mm. um, your background in it, is this something um, I know that you were diagnosed in, was it 2008, you said? Yeah. Um, but is this something that you've had all your life and it just took until then to diagnose it? Or is it something that kind of developed over time? So it, I had a few episodes, um, which I think are, are proper migraines. And when I say a few, I think maybe four or five. Right. Um, which the first one was probably maybe when I was... 18 or 19 um, and that was a full-on classic I I saw light yeah um I just had to get into a dark room and Mm. lie down I was Mm. sick um and the next day I was kind of all right actually it was fine but the problem with the the ones that I now suffer with um they can go on for days and weeks um yeah and they're really horrible but so so yeah I had a few episodes early on which at the time I kind of just put down to an odd a, a, a random migraine and didn't really mm. think much of it um but I also had an issue I've never I was never a big drinker 
Um, no. And sometimes when I drank, it was it was great, and I could drink a lot, and I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Other times, I would have half a pint, or I'd have a, one glass of wine, and it would then put me in bed for about three or four days. Wow. Well, with sort of like hangover type yeah, symptoms? Like or? you think of the worst hangover you've ever yeah. had, and then multiply that by goodness knows a hundred. It was it's horrific. I oh literally I can't move a, a muscle in my body without wanting to vomit yeah I know, I know it's gross but you know and the bed's spinning the world yeah. is spinning so was that before you got diagnosed yeah so that wow, was okay. i mean that was um you know well from 16 17 onwards yeah. um and i could never really understand why of course my friends would just say oh you're just suffering a hangover and yeah. i knew it wasn't and i knew it wasn't a hangover there was something wrong because yeah. I, I would be in, i would literally be in bed for days and, but from it was half with, a pint. From, yeah, lit, half a pint, yeah. <laughs> Is it um, worth that night out? Probably well, not. Well, <laughs> and this, this was the thing, you know, sometimes it was fine, but sometimes it, it would be half a pint. Mm. I, have, I have a friend who lives up in Aberdeen, a good friend, an old school friend, and um, I'd always promised to go and visit him. And I went, I, I finally got round to it, and I flew up there to spend the weekend with him. And we went out the night that I arrived, and uh, I had one, I had a pint, one pint. Mm. And that was the weekend gone. Um, oh, and I, no. I almost missed the, the plane home because I, I just couldn't move. Um, oh, and that, that was the point that I said, I can't drink anymore. Because yeah. this yeah. is, I just can't do it. Did you ever um, think you were maybe, I don't know, because obviously this was before you got diagnosed. Did you yeah. ever think that maybe, did it ever cross your mind that you were intolerant to alcohol or maybe allergic? Well, because it was kind of random. Um, I sort of thought, I, I, I don't really know what I put it down to, but because there were times where I could drink, mm. I sort of said, well, I'm not allergic to it. There's not, and yeah. I would try, I would try different drinks as well. And there didn't seem to be much of a pattern. Right. Um, sometimes I'll think I've cracked it. I can drink, yeah. I can drink vodka, but then I would have a, you know, a really, a really bad one after that. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was, so they were all clear signs, which now are obvious. That's, that's exactly what it did was. Did you go was, to the doctor about it? Yeah, I did. And yeah. I, I had my, I had liver tests and, and all mm. sorts, but they were, they were all kind of, you know, they sort of went, well, it's better for you. Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> cheaper and it's better for your health. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was it. So it, I never took it any further than that. They did diagnose a, a, a minor liver condition that is very common. I mean, it's not, you know, it, it's, it doesn't have any effect. Um, mm. Some suggested it may be something to do with that, but I didn't pursue it. I just, I just stopped drinking. Yeah. Um, so you just thought, you, okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Because as a, you know, as a freelancer, I, I was, I was phoning up people sick and you just, yeah, I you can't don't want do that. that. You can't. Yeah. I was, you know, losing days work and, and I yeah. said, it's going to be a lot easier just to not stop drink. drinking altogether. Yeah. 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 So, um, which does have its, you know, positive, Things, yeah, but also, I mean, it's, I've stopped going to stag do's now because it was just getting so miserable for yeah, me. Yeah, just um, it's almost like you become the bag lady almost, don't you? Yeah, yeah, totally. Just there yeah, holding yeah. everyone's drinks, making yeah. sure that everyone's yeah. okay, and... and finding them really not that funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more fun when you are when yeah, you're definitely. involved at the same level as everyone yeah, else, definitely. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm always the last, one, the last one to arrive at a party and the first to leave. First so to leave, yeah. It's very depressing. Yeah. Oh, bless you. So in terms of, because um, you mentioned you're a voiceover actor, as mm. probably most of the listeners can tell from your wonderful, wonderful voice. <laughs> um, but have you have you kind of always been a voice actor? When, when What were you doing kind of before that? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I went, I always wanted to be an actor and I... Um, when I left school, I went straight to drama school. Okay. 
Then I had a kind of bit of a realisation, oh, I'm not sure if this is sensible. This isn't going to pay the bills this yeah. far then. <laughs> I kept trying to run away from it, but I was always drawn back in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've always wanted to be an actor. Um, and I went to university when I had one of these spells of, I better do something sensible. Mm. Um, and I went, as I graduated from university, I, I got a job. Um, I live in Cambridge. Um, I was in, in uni in Bristol. Mm. But a job came up in Cambridge with the BBC, which... Um, I couldn't turn down really, so well, I, yeah. I came back to. But yeah, I came back to Cambridge, and um, I worked for them for about seventeen, eighteen years uh, as a freelance. Well, mainly as a freelancer, I had yeah. a few staff contracts, but mainly as a freelancer. So alongside that, I was doing the voiceover work, yes. and I do presenting work and and all sorts. So um, yeah, it's something I've I've always done really. Amazing, amazing. So, in terms of your symptoms, I know you mentioned about the alcohol one, mm. but kind of once you'd got over that let's say yeah. and you'd kind of put that down as okay mm -hmm. I'm getting these symptoms because of alcohol so I'm going to stop alcohol done how long was it then before you started getting other symptoms and what were they yeah so <clears throat> excuse me um so it, it was a while after that I, I stopped drinking um and I, I was pretty much all right, actually. I mm. never really noticed anything too much until 2008. Um, and I was on a, a family holiday. We went to um, Disneyland in Paris. Lovely. Uh, which was amazing. <laughs> um, and we were queuing. I'd, I'd been on a ride in the morning. We'd been before, and I've always loved theme parks and, yeah. and roller coasters and all sorts. And I'd been on a roller coaster that morning, and we came off and I started queuing for... <laughs> to meet <laughs> can i just say i've got two children two young children at this stage so no you were on to, your own let's be honest to meet you, were a princess. <laughs> you wanted to meet that princess yeah, you, the yeah, kids I were did. not with they're you they're just my excuse <laughs> <laughs> no so i was standing there queuing and so, i mean it was like a light switch i suddenly started spinning the world wow. just started spinning so i had to just leave the queue and sit down i said to my wife this is this is weird i'm i'm not well and that was the point from then on that things kind of took a real nosedive. So um, at that time when, when when you did get that kind of sudden yeah. dizziness and, yeah. and not feeling well, did you think, oh, maybe it's food poisoning or maybe I've got a cold or flu yes. or something? Yes. I Initially, I thought, well, I've just been on this roller coaster. It's early yeah. morning. It's yeah. <laughs> It's Probably just not the best thing to <laughs> no, do. Exactly. <laughs> But as it went on and the days were passing and and it wasn't getting better, then I started thinking, well, yeah, maybe it's a. Maybe so was it's it a, consistent then? Uh, pretty much so at that stage, wow. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. I was, you know, I was walking and I was functioning. Um, yes. At that, at that point, it was. I, I don't want to say manageable because it was it was horrible, mm. but I was still I was existing. You know, I was I was going about daily life. Mm. But I got back from the holiday and went to the doctor, um, which then began a process of, of trying to figure out what, what was going on. Um, and initially, like me, they they thought it was an inner ear infection. Okay. Um, something called Meniere's disease was the kind of preferred option that they were going for. Um, I love so that. I was preferred sent to, option. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, was, uh, I was sent to see various ENT specialists. Yes. Um, and no, the, with no kind of, there was no real diagnosis and i remember the gp once said to me he said look oh no actually i think it was one of the specialists said i'm going to be honest with you because the symptoms you're displaying can be associated with so many different things mm. we can't really tell you what it is it could be labyrinthitis it could be meniere's disease it could mm. be an inner ear infection which was so horrible what, did you almost not have enough 
symptoms for them to be able to specifically section it off as something. And so the symptoms that you were having were so um, kind of common with so many different yeah. uh illnesses and diseases and stuff that that they were a bit like oh ah, i'm yes. not sure <laughs> yes it was it was precisely that it right. was um you know it was common the spinning is is apparently you know it, it's a common symptom of quite a few yeah um different things i was sent for mri scans just to check there was nothing um no lesions or anything on the yeah, brain the brain yeah yeah and um <clears throat> i went to I that must have been frustrating for you oh it was awful because it, it you're was... kind of constantly i mean oh. i i'm sure that many of our listeners can uh, sort of relate to this because i mm. i too also went through that process yeah. of constantly going to see a rheumatologist oh. and then a neurologist and then yeah. a dermatologist and just seeing all these different people having yeah. so many different appointments yeah. and every time you're having to re-explain everything yep. it's like they can't go and just look at the notes <laughs> you no. know and you have to re-explain everything from the beginning which is exhausting because then you're yeah. reliving it all yeah and it's kind of reminding you of how rubbish the whole situation is yeah exactly and, and it's then just you don't get any further you don't get any further and you just you get think... sent on to someone else and yeah. someone else and it's just like oh yeah. come on oh it was awful and and you know with with each appointment, I thought, okay, this could be that they're going to finally find yes. out what's wrong. They can give me something, and then we that's can the worst. But you always have hope, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, always yeah. like, and right, this is it. This yeah. this person is, you know, I've been to seven other people, so this person must be the one. Come on, yeah, yeah. And then slowly, your hope just fades again, and it's just yeah. that sinking feeling of oh. And then I don't know about you, but I then got this overwhelming feeling every time I left the doctors of just going. I am just a screw up. I'm just yeah, a mess yeah. and I'm not going to be fixed. Yeah. And, and to make it worse, because, you know, because my arm wasn't falling off, because I wasn't yes, bleeding, exactly. you know, people, I'm sure they weren't thinking it, but, you know, I could understand why some people go, oh, he's making a fuss over nothing. There's nothing yeah. wrong with him, you know. There's... And especially if you say, you know, oh, I trained as an actor or, yeah, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I work for the BBC or whatever. Yeah. They'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah. drama queen. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you yeah, just which, get that which... label. It's horrible. Yeah, really horrible. Really sort of just made the whole situation worse. Yeah. Um, I remember I, d I had a job. I was presenting in a department store in London. And I turned up, I'd woken up that morning and I was, I was in a bad way and I, mm. I, I thought, I can't let, you know, you know what it's like, there's a film crew, you can't let people no, down. No, you can't. You just turn um, up even you, if your you arm's falling off. Yeah, you exactly. You just stick it back on and go. <laughs> and I was really worried because I thought, well, they're going to think the same as everyone else. I'm yeah. going to turn up and I'm going to say I'm, I'm not on my best, but I'm just using it as an excuse for, yeah. you know, whatever. So um, so I arrived, I, I had time to, I went to, to a pharmacy before you know, arriving yeah. uh, for my call time and just to try and get anything. So I packed myself full of bits and pieces <laughs> just to try and fix myself. So I'm there, I'm presenting. And I said, a I, kite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I took someone aside and I said, look, I, I just want to explain to you, I'm, I'm really, I'm not, not very well and sort of briefly explain what, what was going on. Mm. And she said, don't worry, I can tell. I, I know you're not well. And one of the one of the things that I've since well, realised that's is, not good, is it? When no, like, no, oh, no, don't worry, in, I can but, tell. <laughs> but it, but in a way, it was it was good because it was nice, actually, yeah. you know, someone believed me. Yeah, um, for once, she, you're like, yes. She said, "You're," she said, "You are you are deathly pale. You look really oh, wow. ill." And I've well, yeah. I've since I've since realised that when I do have one, I, all the I don't have much colour in my face anyway. Yeah. but it, it yeah. all just drains out drains, of me. Yeah. 
Um, I've, I've recently found, actually, fun fun fact for those le- listeners, um, especially anyone who's got anything similar to what I've got in terms of Raynaud's. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's basically where the blood circulation struggles to get around your body. Mm. And obviously this year it's an incredibly cold time of year. And I went out for a, a country walk the other day with my partner and he just said, he went, um, You're blue. are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? And he was like, your face is blue. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, show me a photo. And he took he took a photo and then showed me. And I honestly, I looked dead. My face looked dead. Yeah. The colour had drained and kind of underneath my eyes and all across my cheeks were blacky blue. <laughs> oh, no. I just thought it was funny because I felt <laughs> fine. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I was thinking, oh my gosh, imagine if I was doing like some form of acting yeah. job or something yeah. in the cold and my face... Yeah, yeah, just yeah. went blue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I, colour um, did I've, come back. So I've kind like... of subconsciously, I think, over the years, I, I've sort of slowly started moving away from on-camera work. I still do some. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the whole this whole episode, I think it did knock my confidence. Yeah, um, I was going to say, mental health-wise, how how did uh, this whole process it affect was, you? Oh uh, yeah, it was um, <clears throat> it was dreadful. I was in a really bad place for a while um, mm. before I was diagnosed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so. Yeah, it, it had a it had a huge effect on me um, because, of course, then I was worried every time I did a job that I'm, you know, I look pale. So I'd pile on loads of makeup and then I was worried I'd look too orange. And, yeah, you know, it, was, it was really difficult. But there were times it was becoming so frequent that there were quite a few occasions where we'd plan things, you know, family things. Yes. Um, and I just I just couldn't go. I couldn't get out of bed. Is that I, anxiety or? No, it, it, purely because of when I was suffering from the migraines. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, I just couldn't. Um, but certainly, and, and I don't think it's a coincidence, the, my anxiety levels, my, my self-esteem, I mm. think everything it, over the course of a few years really sort of, uh, had, had a, had an impact on me. I remember one time my, um, we had planned to, I think it was one of my daughter's birthdays and we had planned to go to a safari park and she was really excited yeah. and we'd, you know, been building it up and looking forward to it. And, um, I woke up that morning and, and I knew that I, I couldn't yeah. get out of bed. Yeah. I said you know you you go anyway you know have, have yeah. a nice day and they left and I just remember I was I was so low at that point it was just I'm not awful because you've you know, been I, looking forward to it as well you know yeah it, it was the I think it was realization that you know this this is having a serious impact on my my everyday living yeah like you're um, missing out on yeah yeah it was awful. and so yeah so at, at that point I decided you know th- this is this is crazy so I went to my GP and said look I need to see the the best neurologist you know in the country I, yeah. I need to get this sorted yeah. so he referred me to um <clears throat> to somebody um in London who I went to see and as soon as I went in I described what was going on she instantly said um yeah it's you're, you're suffering from vestibular migraine that was it in, oh, in you know if uh, only you'd gone to her I know. so many years before <laughs> exactly exactly um was you know, that and, a relief though or was it almost yeah. a bit um, no, no, no. frustrating no, no, it was because of all the frustration that had, had built up mm. to this point. It was a, I rem- it was a massive relief because yeah. instantly I thought, okay, now we can address it and we can we can work on it. Yeah, and try and, it's almost try and... like I know I know that this podcast is all about beating the stigma of the labels and 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 all of that mm. sort of stuff. But actually, in some sense, by having that label, it is 
it is slightly reassuring on a personal yeah. level. Yes. Obviously, you don't want to be labelled as ill and, an all, and and incapable of doing stuff no, in terms no. of within society and the media. But in terms of your own personal self, you know, I'm sure many listeners understand that the, the journey is usually very long. Mm. And to getting that diagnosis and so finally having a name for it and, and being able to actually go, okay, mm. all huge. of this... It's not me going crazy. Mm. It's not all in my head. Yeah. I'm not making it up. It's a real thing, and people do suffer with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's um, and I certainly don't. You know, I don't go around telling everyone, "Oh, this is what I've got," because I think mm. there there absolutely is a, a stigma attached is, to, yeah. to migraines. Um, and like you were saying earlier, do, you know, especially with migraines and stuff, I feel like when you're going into a job or whatever and you go, oh, I've got a migraine today yeah. or, yep. oh, I can't yep. come into work today because I've yep. got a migraine. People are like, okay, you're just hungover. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or and or it, they say, oh, you just can't be bothered to do this or something, you know? Yeah. And and I, I, I get why they say that. And I used to get, when I was working um, at the BBC I, in the newsroom, I'd, there were a few people that would always come in and they'd go, oh, I've, oh, I've got a terrible migraine today. And mm. quite clearly I could see that they were absolutely fine they probably had yeah. a bit of a headache so so i do understand where you know why people perhaps think that it's a label and it's not really yeah as, i mean for example as... like you were saying when you have a migraine or you have that sort of episode you physically can't get out of bed no, so the fact me. that they've been able to kind of get into work yeah and i'm not belittling <laughs> then you maybe they did have a migraine maybe yeah. they, they did get migraines but it, it you know they were functioning absolutely perfectly whereas i would be in bed for yeah. three four five five days and so with migraines is it is it different for everyone or is yes. it kind of the same so like you were saying you know they could have had a migraine that be functioning is is that yeah. a thing where you can actually function with a migraine well uh, i i don't know from my experience i had maybe four or five traditional migraines mm. um and no there's absolutely no way i could i I just couldn't function. I had yeah. to lie in a dark room yeah. until it passed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, mm. ev everyone, every migraine um, is different for, for different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and maybe they did, but I know that perhaps, or I think that perhaps people at times were just saying it and yeah. referring to a headache. Um, Which also then doesn't help you know, the people that do genuinely have course, it and suffer with it because then, that, you know, that's exactly. what gives it the bad name. Exactly, which is, which is why I say I understand why people perhaps think, you know, yeah. oh, he's just, you know, it's just an excuse for him yeah. doing a poor job or whatever <laughs> it may be. So moving forward to this year, um, obviously with the dreaded word COVID and everything, how has how how has your or invisible illness and, and mental health been affected this year with COVID? Have you been isolating have you been shielding yes i have but not related at all to to my migraines mm. um i'm now i'm after seeing the specialist i'm now on daily medication which okay. is a, a, a whole thing in itself but um mm. so i they're under control um i'm not completely symptom free but i have my life back and i can yeah pretty much function on a day-to-day -day basis i do so you still get episodes then of... i get episodes but they are they're they're numbed down a bit i think um so I, if you got an episode now let's say would you yeah. be able to still function and, yes and i would do work i would be i would i i liken it to well a, a traditional hangover i feel a bit punched in the head right um yeah you know just a bit really, rough 
rough, <laughs> heavy-headed, um, yeah. irritable. Yes. Um, and so I know that... And, so and your a, kids have learned to stay away from you on those days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and my wife. <laughs> Don't go near dad. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Um, so And also because they know as well, they can look at me now and they say, yeah, you're really pale. You're not well. <laughs> so I, 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 can def- I definitely still have symptoms, but touch wood i haven't had any of the horrific um world spinning mm. earth shattering uh, symptoms that i had at the beginning and how long how long has it been like that then um well it, it's been a few years i mean i've been on i've been on um medication for well since 2009 2010 mm. however long that diagnosis took yeah um and it's it it took a while to get up to a dose that was working yeah did you have to kind of i hate using this expression but play around with the different meds to to see which ones work and which ones don't and yeah yeah that which was i don't know if you you have been through that process yeah i'm still going through it they all of my current meds they've just gone and told me which are pretty damaging to my body Mm -hmm. um have just gone and told me that there's no difference between when i take it and when i don't so i'm now waiting for but they've kind of gone through all of the stuff that usually works for people with lupus and and Mm. all that sort of thing and so they're now um putting me on a funding list for um because it is incredibly expensive for a different form of chemo which is a bit stronger wow. which kind of goes um directly injected into you into your bloodstream so you get it done it takes about eight nine hours and you get it done sort of once every six months or as and when you need topping up yeah. um but obviously that was told to me in june okay. <laughs> and i've yeah. heard nothing since so yeah. um yeah, it's wow. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, are you joking me? I've been on medication, which has swollen my face up because I had to go on steroids, which some people might know, some people won't. But it um, a kind of common side effect of steroids is you get something called the moon face, mm. where your face literally goes the shape of a moon. And it's huge. And I honestly, but it was so funny because I'm quite slim and the rest of my body was still very slim. But my face looked like I'd eaten so much. <laughs> it's it's um, terrible, isn't it? Because yeah. you you want to take something. You, you've got to try and help yourself. But yeah. you also know that you're putting things into your body that, you know. You, it's not <laughs> natural. It's not natural. And, yeah. you know, in some cases, you know, you're really kind of messing with, with brain signal pathways and And, and it's and it's always one of those things that i've always thought definitely you know late at night when you're lying there and you can't sleep and Mm -hmm. you start overthinking i've been thinking oh okay i love a graph right i love a graph i love a little table and i thought maybe i should put a little table up together of or a little graph of um what my kind of symptoms are without medication and, and the damage to my body from from my conditions compared to the damage to my body and the symptoms with medication yeah, and yeah. maybe just make a executive decision as to which yeah. one I'd rather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a bad um, way of looking at it. Because I'm it. starting to think like, you know, and I thought this after they told me, oh, you know, so all this medication you've been shoving into you for the last four years, none of it's worked. It's been for nothing. Um, you know, you've had all of that bloating, the headaches, the dizziness, the heart palpitations, mm. the increased risk of heart attack. All this stuff was for nothing. Mm. And I'm just thinking, oh, for goodness sake. Like, yeah. I know that it's, you know, trial and error. And I understand that they only gave it to me because, 
usually it does work for people yeah. um you know i'm just a, a rare breed and it doesn't yeah. <laughs> isn't working for me but um it is incredibly frustrating and i mean even mm. yesterday i actually got a letter from from the hospital um in london that's how long it is taken i used to live in london four years ago <laughs> <laughs> i got a letter from the hospital in london saying um so after four years, we finally managed to get this test done and we finally managed to get the test results done. And it shows a significant result. This lady clearly has something wrong with her um, bacterial growth in my gut. And they said that, you know, this could be throwing balance off everything and it could be the reason why the medication isn't working. So I suggest that she takes this. However, she doesn't appear to be living anywhere near London anymore. So, <laughs> you know, they sent it to my GP going, if you could please sort her out with this, that yeah. would be great. Yeah. But I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, like that has taken four years. Yeah. Yeah. And I only found out yesterday in a letter that... Wow. Actually, the whole reason why all the th all of this medication hasn't been working could be because of an underlying, yeah. yet another underlying another condition, condition yeah. in my gut. And and actually, I was I rung my parents straight away and I said, "Oh, is this good news or not?" <laughs> you know, because yeah. I'd got to that point where I was like, "Should I be pleased about this?" Because yeah. obviously, I'm pleased. I've you know, like you were saying, there's that relief of finally going. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. So that could be why. But at the same time, I'm a bit like, I, I remember saying to them, oh, not another condition, please. Mm. And I almost feel like in a sense, although I've taken a step forward, I almost feel like I've taken several steps back because yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm now at the beginning of another journey with yep. yet another condition mm. that I now need to go and see specialists for to try and discover what it is. And I oh, need to talk to my rheumatologist to see if it's going to affect anything that we've currently got planning and going on. And oh, it's just so frustrating. So, yeah, I totally Never agree ending. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and also, the, the you know, when you when you're trying different drugs there is a, a period of time that you can't just stop them you yeah know, you have to slowly bring yourself off yeah them. And, exactly and likewise, you slowly increase the, the yeah. um, dose that you're taking it takes, takes ages it to... takes ages yeah and especially if it's a drug that i mean I, they gave me quite a few different um antidepressants because yes. they're given as as migraine preventatives yeah um and some were, were, were quite horrific i remember mm. i was I remember on quite a few occasions, I would just break down and, and start bawling my eyes out. Yeah. I couldn't explain it, but of course it was it was the drugs that I was taking yeah. at the time. <laughs> I went to see um, one specialist. He, he um, prescribed, uh, I can't, it, I think it was a, an antidepressant. And yeah. um, so I took it maybe for a, a week or so. And it was all, I mean, I, I got so low. It was, it was horrific. I was crying. I, it was just mm. awful. So I went back and I said, I cannot take these. These are destroying me. He said, oh, yeah. Have you been swearing a lot? I said, no. He said, oh, yeah, I, I get migraines. I take it and it gives me Tourette's. So oh, wow. I'm often just going to these medical benefits and dinners and things and um, just start, start swearing. swearing. And I'm thinking, blimey, don't. Wow. I suppose at least you told me that after you'd prescribed yep. it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, Could have pre-warned you, couldn't Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's just a horrible process trying to find the right drug yeah. and the right dosage. Yeah. So so going back to kind of this year and stuff, how how is, um, obviously you've kind of, in terms of this year, you've, you've almost, it's not newly diagnosed. You've had the diagnosis for a while. You've had the yeah. medication for a while. So you're yeah. almost kind of in a routine with it. Yes. So in terms of this year, have you found that COVID and the pandemic and all of this sort of stuff has affected you 
kind of mental health wise at all? Um, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I've been I've been working um, as a full time voiceover for about five years now, mm-hmm. um, and so I work from home. This is nothing really has changed yeah, for yeah. me. Um, some of the work that I do, you know, in studios or, or presenting, that's gone a bit quiet. Yeah. Um, but generally, day to day, it's it's really no different for me. Mm. Um, so it's almost like I remember we were saying before before we started recording, it's almost like you're in a little bubble, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. And, and I, I think actually, I think stress. Um, when I worked at the BBC, it was a pretty, it was a stressful job. You know, it was um, it was live TV work and radio work, and it can be. You know, uh, people lose tempers and <laughs> it, it can be a very stressful environment mm. with things changing at the last minute. Mm. Um, I, and I, I definitely think that stress played, a, you know, was perhaps a contributing factor for my migraines. Um, yeah. So stress now that, seems to be a big one for everyone, yeah, isn't it? I met the, the, um, the neurologist said to me, and I've, I've never forgotten it. She said, when you because I went through a whole process of of eliminating everything that I thought was you know causing my migraines yeah. so it was a miserable existence you know I didn't eat anything I, I didn't yeah. drink anything I didn't do anything um but she said it, it's not one thing she said you've got a threshold level and if you just keep topping up your level when it mm. you know with different things whether it's lack of sleep whether it's stress whether it's food whether it's you know whatever it may be mm. once you reach that threshold that's it you've you've passed it and you'll you'll get a migraine there's nothing you can do about it right. um which i thought was really interesting because i've only ever really before that considered migraines as okay it's alcohol that's what yes. gives me migraines yeah. but i think there are a whole lot of different things so by removing some of the elements that are you know topping your level up um mm. i think has definitely helped and, and working from home and running my own business and and i'm definitely less stressed now than i i used to be um so yeah in terms of this year in particular i would say that it really hasn't affected me oh well that's a relief it is apart that's from good, to isn't to, it? Yeah, it is it's great yes <laughs> but i have to go to the pharmacy every every two months to get to get my medication yeah. which uh, is, is can be a little bit drawn out and take a while yeah you know, of course. so many people so in terms of um tips for people who maybe have migraines or are or, or think they might be having it or in the process of being diagnosed what tips do you have for for them and how you cope and things yeah um it's a good question i think and it's easier said than done but i remember at the time just everything revolved around diagnosis and migraines and triggers it was just all consuming Mm. and i think once i understood that this is what it is this is what the professionals have told me this is what it is this is the course of treatment we're going to try i think you know i I became less obsessed and i stopped worrying about it as much as i had been Mm. um which was difficult because it had gone on for so long Mm. Um, but I definitely think that helps if you can focus, you know, if you can remain positive and, and yeah. realize that there are, there is treatment out there. Mm. Um, I definitely think that would go a long way just to, you know, feeling generally better. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess doing things that you enjoy and that sort of things. To yeah. Just try if, you, and if you can. Keep your you happiness can. levels up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And obviously, you know, if you know that there is a, a trigger, if you, if you think like, with me alcohol is a trigger yes. don't even try and well one night i'll have a pint and yeah and won't. just just don't do it, just yeah. don't do it if it's if it's you know making you not really worth bad. it it's not, not worth, worth it, it at all no, no and i guess as well obviously you your family are very supportive and i presume that your friends are very supportive as well but for those people who 
maybe are finding it tricky with their friends understanding or even mm-hmm. their family understanding what yeah. what sort of tips do you have for them so that they don't feel so alone with everything yeah i mean i've often said especially with the drinking i have you know family and friends that obviously completely understand what i'm going through and it's it's not an issue but mm. i have other friends that they, they even now they can't quite believe that i don't drink <laughs> and they say well you're on medication now i said what do you drink you don't you know yeah you, you can drink now and and it became a really big thing for for more for them than me yeah 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 um and yeah i kind of worried about that and but at the end of the day it's you know you know your own body you know what you're going through and if if you have people that don't believe you or giving you grief or whatever then do you really want them in your lives anyway yeah, exactly exactly and um just to remind everyone you are not alone in this whatever condition you have mental health all the way through to chronic illness you are never alone um that is exactly what this podcast is designed to um encourage you to realize um, yeah and it's that's a big thing because i remember g- coming away from the, the neurologist that mm. day and, and going on to support forums and I mean, there were podcasts then. They weren't yeah. quite as prevalent as they are now. But, um, yeah, I remember I took a lot of comfort knowing and just reading other people's experiences. Yeah. Thinking, actually, like, and maybe it sounds a bit selfish that, you know, you're, you're pleased that other people are suffering. Well, but no, but yeah. <laughs> it, it is comforting to know yeah. that you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, yeah, because sometimes true. we can feel very alien in this world and, like, we totally. almost don't belong because we're, we're weird and, the, mm. you know, we're broken or something. And it's like, actually, there's more people with an invisible illness yeah. than there isn't. So, actually, yeah. maybe the people who are, I hate to use the word normal, um, maybe they're actually the weird ones. <laughs> Because yeah. they don't have what I someone someone referred to it as um, um I can't remember who it was but some a close friend of mine um referred to me as having special powers. Mm. They said that my invisible illness is my special power because it's it's enabled me to see the world differently. Yeah. Um and as a result I am probably a lot more empathetic and a lot kinder to myself and to everyone else. Yeah. Um than I would have been if I didn't have it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I encourage everyone to think who is listening if you if you are someone with an invisible illness you are not alone you have a superpower. <laughs> yeah, I like um, that. So there you go you've got a superpower. Now, I'm going to get a cape. Yeah, everyone, we <laughs> should maybe we maybe we should do that as a uh, merchandise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's let's have some merchandise of a cape. Um so final question um two questions actually I lie. How can everyone get in touch with you and what made you want to come on the podcast? Um yeah, good question. Uh, probably the reason you just said, actually, um, mm. because I know how helpful it was to me um, hearing or reading about other people's journeys. Mm. Um, you know, if, if if people are listening to this and they are suffering, um, I feel that at least I can try and reassure them or, yeah. or you know, give them some, some comfort um, in that they know they're not alone. Mm. I think it's great. I'm, I'm really pleased. I've, I've been listening to your podcast and that's that's how we got in touch. I said yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, yeah, some great guests. And um, yeah, it's just, it's nice to have the opportunity, A, to talk about it mm. without being kind of frowned upon and, yeah. oh, he's going yeah. on about his migraines. <laughs> <laughs> Here um, he goes again. Yeah, exactly. Ben and his migraines. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him. He just, need, he just needs a good holiday in the sun. <laughs> Um, he's been in the booth too long yeah exactly so yeah that's that's actually that's the, the main reason um, you know it's it's nice that I can hopefully try and give something back and, and just reassure people that you know you aren't alone you're not suffering alone 
Yeah. It's exactly. it's really silly. I remember the when I looked at when I I had the diagnosis and I came back and I joined a couple of forums. I saw I read that because I'd never heard of vestibular. Obviously, yeah. we knew migraines, but I'd never heard of vestibular. And the first kind of Google search came up was Janet Jackson has vestibular migraines. Oh, and there you go. Not that I have ever appreciated the music of Janet Jackson, but I thought, you know what? Everyone is, can suffer from this. There are other people that are going through exactly yeah. what I'm doing. You know, she had to cancel tours and stuff because she obviously couldn't perform. Yeah. Well, but Selena it, Gomez has got lupus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And also Catherine Ryan. The comedian. But, but it, it shows, doesn't it? I, I think it is reassuring and, and slightly comforting. Yeah. It, I, it, it was for me just being able to see that I'm not the only one that's suffering from this. Yeah. Well, it was actually Catherine Ryan who inspired me um, because I don't know about you, but comedy really has helped me through yeah. the dark times and yeah. through the whole diagnosis. Um, and I remember I've always loved Catherine Ryan and as a as a comedian and I went to go and see one of her shows with my best mate and she just halfway through the show just blurted out as part of her joke um she just mentioned that she had lupus and literally the whole it just went over the uh, over the heads of every audience member but me and my best mate just turned around to each other and were like oh my gosh and and I remember specifically that from that moment she literally inspired me because I've always wanted to be an actor I've always wanted to perform I've always wanted to help people and I've always wanted to be a voice actor so at that time I'd gone to go and watch her thinking and I genuinely was thinking at that time oh I'm you know I'm I'm coming to sit in the theatre and that's all I'm going to do. I'm only I'm only going to be sat in the theatre. I'm never going to be on the stage or mm. or people are never going to come to watch me and I'm never going to be able to do what she's doing. So I'll just live it through her. And I remember that feeling of it was almost like electricity going yeah. through me and I was like, well, if she can, can do, do it, it, yeah, exactly. Then I can do it. You know, yep. she's doing TV shows, she's doing so much stuff and yeah. I was like and and people love her for it. So you know, and she's okay. She's not massively open about it, but she does. She doesn't hide from it. You know, she mentioned it in her show. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember. And actually, it, it was that. It, it, I think it probably is therapeutic talking about it. Um, you know, and and oh yeah, it's got to be just sort of coming to terms with it and mm. and accepting it for what it is, rather than like in my early days, just grinding me down. And you know, I just it's all I thought of about it. Just yeah. t- completely took over my life. Yeah. Um, and I think probably I started to improve when I did start to talk about it yeah. and if that makes sense yeah so there we go I encourage everyone to talk about it and find some celebrity that has the same condition <laughs> as you <laughs> um but no thank you so much Ben for coming on the podcast I really do appreciate oh, it's it it's a pleasure nice to talk to you thank you for listening to the latest episode now I encourage you to come and be a part of the community have a cover unmasked has a private Facebook group a safe space where you can come and ask questions, be open, share your tips and tricks with others, but overall, be part of a community of like-minded people who, just like you, understand what it's like to live with an invisible illness. For more information on how to be a part of the group, either send me a DM on Instagram at helena.m.mitchell or simply search Have A Cuppa Unmasked on Facebook. So, until next time, stay safe Be kind to one another and most importantly, remember that you are not alone.